0: Week, Kelly and I share some travel tips from my recent trip to Orlando for the Learning Solutions Conference. And we also talk about being an LGBTQ ally when there are travel advisories because certain locations are unsafe. Let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ongoing Mastery, Presenting and Speaking, the podcast. The chat. Hi, Kelly. How are you today?
1: (laughs) I am well, Kirsten. How are you?
0: Good. Hanging in, hanging in. So, today we are talking about conference travel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to hear about learning solutions. You were just in
0: Orlando. Yes. And one of the interesting things, and the people in the learning and development community can get a chuckle out of this there is learning, there's learning solutions there's training, there's tech learn. So after a while, you're like, which one was this? So learn learn tech dev
1: solutions. Yeah, that's it.
0: Learn tech. Yes, that's the one I need to go to next. So it was a lot of fun. I definitely need to plan accordingly because I waited to book. And so I booked late and I was being cheap. So I just booked the day before and the day after, and then the day of my speaking. And I'll explain why I do that in a minute. And then Afterwards was like, oh, okay, you know what? I actually really want to see my friends. I want to spend some more time at the conference. So I went and then reached back out, expanded my airfare and then reached out to the hotel and they said, we are full. We are 100% full. You are SOL. So sorry. And so I showed up just as most of my friends were leaving. And so no. I got to have a wonderful dinner with two people and it was great. It was an amazing, oh my God, an amazing, amazing, amazing meal. But it was also like, oh, okay. But here's, you know, finding the the silver lining in every cloud. Because of that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and treat myself to the spa. So I had the most decadent, ridiculous, like, 100 minute everything wrap you up like a burrito the whole nine yards spa treatment that was wonderful my session was great it was on building engagement in online learning events and online sessions and it was oh god i'm trying to think of how many people it was a pretty decent sized group and like 30 some people and yeah. there was two new folks and a lot of experienced people so we got to have a good discussion about how people handle things and you know what the differences are between in-person presenting and
1: online yeah so it was good that was good and it sounds like you had good engagement for an eight o'clock or was it eight thirty 30 session eight
0: 30 in the morning yeah so yep. people who have seen me present will not be surprised by this but those of you who haven't I always put on music, and I always dance around and act like an idiot before I present because I want people to come in and see what exactly the experience is going to be. So there I am. It's 7.30 in the morning. I'm down getting set up, and I'm like, oh, God. Okay. So I'm going (laughs) to put on my music, and I started blasting it and realized there were still some sessions going like right across the hall. So I turned my music off and waited until like 8.15, and then rink cranked it up and I'm dancing around being a complete goofball and people are like, okay, all right. So this is what it is. I'm like, yes, it is. Welcome everybody. And doing just the over the topness of it all, because I need to be showing people what they're going to get. And also it's eight 30 in the morning. Come on. You got to have some energy. You got to have some passion. Otherwise your, your attendees are going to be dying. Yeah. And I will recommend to all presenters and speakers, if you travel on the day of your speaking, you are begging for karma to just whack yeah. you. Don't do yeah. it. Travel yeah, Travel the day before, come home the day after, or at least that evening, you know, like give yourself a break because it took
1: me an extra five hours to come home
0: like yep. it does. So yep. yeah.
1: And how much time would you recommend, given, say, your example of speaking in a morning session, early time slot, what would you recommend about arriving the day before? Can one get in on what amounts to the last flight of the day, grab a couple hours and be good to go? Or what do you recommend for timing that arrival?
0: Thank you. Yes. I have learned from experience that Getting in any later than 7 p.m. is just begging for pain. Mm. Getting in at 8.30 and then getting to the hotel and all of that, something's going to go wrong. Yeah, It's just, that's how it is. You're going to be late. You're going to be delayed. You're going to be exhausted. Something's going to frustrate you. That's going to be the one time where you have a karaoke band that is staying in the room next door and they're all drunk and very, very <laughs> you know, exuberant. Also, coming back out. I travel the next day because I have learned from my husband who travels every single, well, not every month, but practically every month. Like He travels a lot that if I'm traveling home at eight o'clock at night, I'm going to end up on a red eye. That's just how it is. Something's going to go wrong. And sure enough, sure, my flight was canceled in the morning, and then I was bumped to a flight two hours later, and then we got there, and the plane landed, and the stewardess that I had seen on the way out and was chatting with, who who is now a buddy of mine, because, you know, like you do, you chat with people, came off the plane and I saw her and I was like, how is it? She's like, we're not taking that plane anywhere. And sure enough, it got pulled and it's like, nope, that plane's going to get fixed. I'm like, okay. So that got bumped. Then it got bumped. Then it got bumped. So five hours later, it was... Yeah, it was an experience. So just plan accordingly, everybody, because airline travel is now one of the circles of hell. It
1: just <laughs> is. A reason to add to that about arriving early enough in the evening, because if your baggage gets lost, you still have time to shop for an outfit to wear the next day. This happened to me heading to a conference. I was in Los Angeles without my stuff. I had toiletries in my carry-on, but I didn't have my conference outfit and i had to buy top to bottom outfit support under things to go with and choose the whole outfit and luckily i'd gotten in in the afternoon and so i had time to do that but if i would arrived at 10 or 11 p.m and my session was at something like 9 the next day i'd have been well presenting in comfortable airplane wear but mm-hmm. not academic appropriate
0: yeah I now, I do not check a bag unless I am going anywhere for longer than a week. Like if it's a week or yeah. less, I am bringing a carry-on and the way I pack, I do the Grand animals mix and match clothing thing, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of pairs of underwear and then mix and match clothing and a bunch of funky jewelry and there we go. But I pack my suitcase and then a, a little backpack that just jams in there. And then that backpack and my purse, my purse goes into the backpack and my stuff goes on it. So that's my carry on. And if they then say you can only have one bag, it goes Mm. into the suitcase. Like, I do not want to check a bag at all, if at all possible, because your stuff can go missing. That's just what happens. And for the love of all things holy, in your purse or tote or whatever, have your medication, have extra medication for at least a few days. Have at least something that you can wear to present in, like something. You know, your airplane wear should be comfy, but, you know, do something so that you're not up there in your ratty jeans and your rock and roll t-shirt if that is not the kind of look you want to be giving. <laughs> Personally, that would work for me, but I still, like I said, Granibles mix and match wear. So, you know.
1: <laughs> so I wanted to ask... Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask if you had some concerns about going to a conference in Orlando. Mm. As you know, there's a travel advisory because of the Florida governor's policies and kind of war on Disney right now. And I just want to know your thoughts as someone who's an ally.
0: Yeah, it's a strong concern for me because I, I worry about our friends. And how unsafe it yeah. is for them and how unsafe it is for their kids and their family. And right now, Disney seems like, you know, sort of the safe haven in all of Florida. And, you know, Florida and Texas right now are very, very difficult places to go to conferences in if you're if you're not a straight person. Yeah. And as an ally, I get concerned about the fact that it's like, well, at what point are we going to stop going to these conferences? Because- yeah. It's just so dangerous for our friends and family. Because I have family that lives in Florida. I am not pissing all over the people of Florida. I am specifically pissing on the rules about Florida. And the fact that they are just ungodly insane. It's ridiculous. And it's one of those things that as an ally, it's even more important that we yeah. show up for the people who are in danger or at risk because putting all the pressure on them to be the only ones saying, hey, this is not cool, is yeah. completely unfair. We have the advantage of not being the ones in direct danger. So therefore,
1: it's more important that we speak up. Yeah. And, and, and okay. leverage our memberships in organizations to say, stop booking conferences there. Stop supporting." States whose policies are so damaging to so many of this organization's very members, much less the general public. And sometimes conferences are booked and you can't get out of it in terms of the refund cost would be too much. But going forward, you can make plans at the conference. You can have dedicated sessions to address the topic. There are ways that organizations that have large scale meetings that are in places that are risky for people in the LGBTQ spectrum and other identities. Mm. There are things organizations can and should be doing around their national conferences.
0: Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's really a matter of standing up for the people in your in your tribe, if you're an organization. Yeah. Like, most of the learning and development conferences happen at one of the Disney or Disney-related hotels. Mm-hmm. It happened that the Hotel for Learning Solutions Rosen, Something was really one of the nicest hotels I've been in in years. Like it was amazing. The staff was great. The rooms were great. The food was unbelievable. Like I'm used to conference food being kind of, you know, it's conference food. Disney does better than most, but this was insanely wonderful. (laughs) My friend Debbie introduced me to a friend of hers and we went to dinner at this Italian place and it was a high end, you know, so it was our. Basically, I'm using all my all my per diem, as it were, you know, for this one meal. And it was the best lamb I've ever had. Like I could have picked up the bone and shaken it and the lamb would have fallen off. It was amazing. It was just so good. And I'm right now eating the whole 30. So I have to be super careful because I can't have all the fun things I normally eat because I'm trying to (laughs) lose weight and be more healthy. So I was prepared to suffer nope no it was wonderful it was amazing excellent so really well time.
1: and it's great to be able to support disney right by way of conference attendance and have that be a wonderful experience but in a way it's also a shame that there's this sort of oasis yeah that is this stark contrast to the rest of the environment that it's in
0: yeah it's 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 one of those things where I'm now trying to be more mindful of, especially in the places that are, you know, legally risky for our friends and allies. Yeah, I'm trying to be more aware to see if there's, you know, things where I can help out because honestly, I've got the privilege and that with that comes a responsibility, you know, of stepping up for the people who don't have it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's conferences are interesting. I would strongly encourage Everybody to, you know, really think in terms of not only you're planning in advance, how you're gonna be there, give yourself time. Like conferences can be really overwhelming, especially mm-hmm. if you're not used to them. So yeah. make your plans and then do one less thing than what you planned, because <laughs> otherwise you're gonna be fried when you come home and you're gonna be coming home and go jumping right back into work or whatever. So, you know, yeah. give yourself some grace. And I got to say, if you get a chance to do the spa treatment thing, I could strongly recommend it. Being wrapped up like a human burrito was a hell of a lot of fun.
1: Is that your takeaway for today's conversation? That, you know, do the planning and then do one less. And if you can do the spa treatment human burrito, you should do that?
0: Yes, definitely. Because I, I'm pretty, ex- we're both pretty experienced hands at this. But when I did the National Speakers Association conference last year, I didn't yeah. think in terms of, because it was my first time going to a conference in which almost everybody was speakers. Normally there's 30 yeah. of us and there's hundreds or thousands of attendees in this. All the attendees were speakers and I didn't factor yeah. the energy change that would be. I was exhausted by noon on the first day. Yeah. And luckily I had Danny with me who works with us and you know I was kind of able to be like I need to go back to the room and she's like yes you do you know yeah. so it was it was great but I had you know Danny shepherding me via the internet basically going yes you will do this you will do that and I'm like thank you for giving me permission to be sane. <laughs> but it was just my god. Yeah. Um, really factor in how draining it can be especially if you're new to it. You know, if you're a new speaker you're already dealing with the fear of failure, the nerves, the wanting to make sure your message gets across, all of that, plus the tech that might go wrong, plus all the things. And then Hmm. there's the conference itself. So, you know, plan accordingly. It
1: would be my message for this one. And my takeaway is related that whatever your schedule is, whatever you've picked and decided I'm going to go to this and go to that, also identify where's the coffee shop or where's the short little walk where you're going to take your breaks so that you don't spend half of the break trying to find it and then squander that downtime that you'd planned because you were planning ahead. But now you're scrambling to find the place, right? I find it so much easier when I know, okay, we've got a half hour break. And this particular place is the closest and everybody's going to go there. So there's going to be a huge line. So I'm going to go one block away to that other place and not spend the entire break in line. Mm. So do yourself that favor, do a little advanced scouting so that you can use your planned time to relax, to actually relax.
0: Yeah. And if you're a speaker, you might have a speaker room. Not every conference does. But like Training Magazine, the last conference I went to for them, they had a dedicated speaker room with, with the coffee nice. and the tea and all the things. And if they have that, make a point of telling them how grateful you are for it. Because not every conference does that. And it is so nice to have just this little cave that you can go to. Because when you're a speaker, every moment that you're on the floor, when you're not in your hotel room, you're on duty. Like yeah. you're on stage, you're on duty and you yourself, but you are still representing the conference. You're representing your business. You are on. So yep. you got to be able to unplug and have a moment where you essentially like, you know, undo the jeans and kind of go kind of, you know, in the corner <laughs> and where nobody can see you because it's just, that's how it is. You don't find these comfortable. I do. So I will say that footwear Super important. I Hmm. use Fuego dance sneakers, but Kelly tried them on and they didn't have any arch support, so they didn't work for her. So find the shoes that work for you. But Fuego dance sneakers are my conference shoes because I'm on my feet and I am bouncing around and being a goofball and I have to be comfortable. So make sure you plan your shoes. Definitely. So I think, yeah, I think that's a lot of good tips. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Please, everybody in the socials, on YouTube, in all the things, leave a comment, tell us your experience. What is your best go-to conference story? What is your worst go-to conference story? If you got tips and tricks for people, I will throw one more at the wall. If I can bring my little, there it is. If you are a speaker and you do not have this throat, coat, Mm. tea, get yes. some throat coat tea and put it in your bag because all speakers should have this. It is amazing.
1: And I carry yeah. it in my bag along with all a variety of tea because I'm a tea snob and I don't like just generic tea bag.
0: You're not a tea snob. You are you are a, a tea respecter.
1: I do. Respect the leaf.
0: Respect the leaf. That's going to be the, a message from today. <laughs> Respect the leaf. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see or catch up with you next time. Cheers. If you enjoyed this conversation about travel tips, check out Season 1, Episode 4, NSA Influence 2022. Notes from a first time attendee. This is what I went to Nashville, and the link is in the show notes.